Hello everybody, welcome to Weekly Sunshine once again. Uh, today's episode is titled Fear Not for the Mountain is Full. And the scripture that I'm going to talk about is 2 Kings 6, 15 through 17, which says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. So this story kind of takes place um, with the war with Syria. And it starts out with the servant of Elisha, and he wakes up, and he's totally freaking out because Syria is right there with their horses and chariots and and weapons and stuff, and he's so afraid because there's a freaking war, which, I mean, that's fair. Um, but Elisha comforts the servant, and he starts with fear not, which is really interesting because that's something an angel would say, you know, what, that's what Moroni said to Mary and to the shepherds um, when Christ was, during Christ's birth, and they always start with fear not. And I think it's really interesting that Elisha starts with fear not, and that's just something to think about um, because the angels do come. And after he says, you know, fear not, my servant, Elisha prays for the servant's eyes to be opened and I kind of thought about this in two different ways. Either Elisha prayed for the servant's heart to be softened enough to see the angels. So, like, you know, if someone was there and they had faith and they weren't afraid of the, you know, Syrian army, they were able to see these angels that completely surrounded them. It was either that or the veil was removed from the servant of Elisha's eyes so that he could see the concourses of angels. So, to any other guy, you know, you'd see the Syrians and nothing else. But for, you know, the servant of Elisha and Elisha as well, they could see all of these angels and these horses and chariots. In verse 17, it talks about how the mountain was full of horses and chariots. And this reminded me of 2 Nephi 12, verse 2. And that says... And it shall come to pass in the last days when the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. This verse was a pretty big deal because it was talking about the establishment of the Lord's temples. And it's really cool because it talks about how the mountain of the Lord's house shall be in the mountains. And in Elisha's story, the angels filled the mountains and I really kind of like to correlate that because in the temple, we do baptisms and proxy work for the dead, for angels. And if the temples are in the mountains, the angels are also in the mountains watching over us in the temple. And that makes, I think, the temple much, much more special for all of us. And it's very encouraging to know that we have these horses and chariots and these angels backing us up when we do their work in the temples in the mountains. Um, and the horses and the chariots of fire from the other side of the veil, so the angels, 
They symbolize the power of God. I did a little Google search on the significance of horses and chariots from different religious standpoints, and it all pointed out to the power of God, which can also be interpreted as the priesthood. And if you think about, you know, ordinances that we do, it requires us, you know, the priesthood and the power of God, which is kind of cool to think about. And just like in a war, you know, the more horses and the more chariots and weapons you have, the more confidence you have in your victory. And with this heavenly battalion wielding the power of God, the servant of Elisha can trust in God's victory. And if you think about that for ourselves, President Nelson has encouraged the youth of Zion to be able to gather Israel from both sides of the veil and become the youth battalion. And so just like how the angels were armed with the power of God, we too can be armed with the power of God and be baptized and hold the priesthood and be worthy of the power of God to be able to go into the Lord's temples and do the work for the dead. Um, I have a couple more scriptures that I'll read that relate to all of these. And the first one that is Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verse 88. And whoso receiveth you, there I will be also, for I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left, and my spirit shall be in your hearts, and mine angels round about you to bear you up. I really like this because, I mean, I live in Idaho, and we see the Rocky Mountains every day. That's my sense of direction, um, and they're always there. And I travel to Utah all the time, um, and especially like in Logan Canyon, the mountains literally surround you, and it's kind of like... A little place of heaven in my opinion but to know that on the mountain when I look at the mountain I kind of think about the concourses of angels that are protecting me because I am worthy of the Holy Ghost and to have the priesthood in my life because I do temple work and although you know we haven't been able to do nearly as much temple work in the past year and a half or so we can still be worthy of that temple recommend and still be ordained unto God to be able to do that work for the dead. My second scripture is 3 Nephi chapter 17, verse 24. And as they looked to behold, they cast their eyes towards heaven, and they saw the heavens open, and they saw angels descending out of the heaven as it were in the midst of fire. And they came down and encircled those little ones about, and they were encircled about with fire, and the angels did minister unto them. And again, it talks about encircled. And if you think about the mountains surrounding us and be able to protect us, that's so cool, especially from all sides. Having a battalion at, you know, at your front side, left, right, back, behind you, everywhere. They're always there to protect you as long as we are worthy of their protection. Um, the third reference I have isn't a scripture, it is a conference talk by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. It is called The Ministry of Angels from the October 2008 General Conference. And I'll just read a little, little excerpt. On, on occasions, global or personal, we may feel we are distanced from God, shut out from heaven, lost, alone, in dark and dreary places. 
Often enough, that distress can be of our own making, but even then, the Father of us all is watching and assisting. And always there are those angels who come and go all around us, seen and unseen, known and unknown, mortal and immortal. And I really like Elder Holland's incorporation of both mortal and Im- immortal angels because we are surrounded by our friends and family, and especially when we are surrounded by our friends and family that hold the same standards as us and are also worthy of the power of God within them, we are always surrounded by our angels and we are always going to have the opportunity to have them minister to us as long as we minister to them as well. When we encircle ourselves with our angels and the power of God, we are assured of God's victory. And God's victory is the victory over death for the preservation of our families. And this is done by the proxy work for the dead within the Lord's temples. And as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we believe that death is not the end and that even the dead still have a chance to be baptized and have a remission of their sins. And in the spirit world, after one dies, and even before one is born, they live the gospel and they teach the gospel to each other. And it is up to us to be able to take those people who have learned and are ready to take their names to the temple and gird ourselves with the power of God, with our own horses and our own chariots. I'm so excited to be able to look upon the hill with the temple and know that my angels and their horses and their chariots are protecting me from the army of the devil, from horrible influences and temptations that I know that when we are drawn to the temple, which is a miracle magnet, as Hank Smith said, we will be guarded by our ancestors and our posterity. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, you guys, for listening on this week's episode, and I hope to catch you next week, too.